What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you going on date after date and still not finding the one or getting a text back? Well, you're probably doing something wrong. And I am here to tell you exactly what that is. I'm Lindsay Metzlar and I host We Met at Acme. It's a dating podcast that gives you all the rules and guidelines that you need to date successfully. Hey, it worked for me and now I'm married. So you really should give it a listen if you haven't already. And you can also hear the horrors of dating. Everything that you want to hear is in We Met at Acme. So check it out. Welcome to Work Party, the podcast where we are throwing out the rule book and bringing you real talk and hot takes on what is happening in the working world right now, because life moves fast. If we've learned anything from the past few years, it's that the only constant is change, and we can't pretend everything is status quo. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and it's Hot Take Time, where we ask guests to let us in on a fresh POV that they feel super passionate about. From spicy money talk to unexpected relationship advice, love them or hate them, agree or disagree, these piping hot and sometimes controversial takes will get you thinking. So let's get into it. On today's episode, I'm joined by Emma Hernan, founder and CEO of Emma Lee & Co., passionate angel investor and high-profile real estate agent. You might know Emma from the popular Netflix reality show, Selling Sunset. But what you might not be familiar with is the multitude of other business ventures she's involved in and her self-made multi-millionaire journey. Behind the scenes, Emma has built her empire by diversifying investments and growing her businesses from the food industry to real estate. Her passion for portfolio building and knowledge sharing brings her here today to share one of her hot takes, which I can't wait to dive into. So Emma, welcome. Thank you. And tell me your hot take. Yes. Why bootstrapping your business is best and why diversifying your investments is key. Yes. I love this so much because I think, you know, we were kind of just chatting about this, but more and more businesses are typically venture back, but you bootstrapped Emily and Co. I did. And that was really important for me. So, you know, I've always been underestimated and I think, you know, I've used that to my advantage for, for sure. And I feel like that is actually, you know, a key component into, you know, the success that I've had. And bootstrapping my business and doing it all on my own and, you know, taking it to a seven figures uh, on my own was so important to me because 
I really wanted, if I did decide to take, you know, capital on in the future, I wanted them to believe in me and mm-hmm. know that I'm capable of taking it on my own that far, you know? On your own terms as well, because exactly. you've built this amazing business. So for people who might not be familiar with Emily & Co., can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. So it is um, a company that I started, you know, basically I've been in the food industry for years and I also bought a manufacturing facility. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that. So I actually, I've been in the business for years. My grandfather started a seafood company. I helped that grow. And then I bought a manufacturing facility first. So I became the co-packer for Mm. my family's company. I became the co-packer for other large companies that came to us to co-pack. Then I eventually knew I always wanted to start my own company. And I wanted it to be, you know, items that you go into the whatever section because I started off in the frozen section, but you go in and you crave these items, but they have a healthy twist. So, you know, my first item, I partnered with Beyond Meat. They signed a licensing deal. And because I was a woman-owned company, it just was a really good fit. And my first items were empanadas, which blew up. You know, obviously the show helped with that. But I started this whole company, you know, before the show. And it's something that I've always had basically in my blood. You know, the business and, you know, the food industry is really truly in my blood. And starting my own company, I knew was always going to happen. And I started it around COVID because what better time to do it totally. than, you know, when you're at home and you have some time to kill. Well, I love that you also were on the back end, the logistics side before you got into the sort of brand forward facing side, because you clearly understood yeah. all the ins and outs of what it takes to build a business from a supply chain standpoint, obviously based with your family and then obviously on the owning um, a manufacturing center. Yeah. And I think that that's important because I think you really, when you start a company, you know, a lot of people were in kind of like shark tank error, I like to call yes. it. And, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, they start a company and they they learn about it on the way. I've learned about the food industry my entire life. This is in my blood. This is my background. So for me to know, have all of this knowledge, it made perfect sense for me yeah. to start my own company. And I'm so passionate about it. I think people don't realize too, I'm also a chef. So I, all of the recipes are made by me, made with love, every last spice. And I think that, you know, you really do get a sense that I put a lot into this and my whole heart, to be honest with you. Yeah, it didn't start out of nowhere. It clearly started with a lot of passion, a lot of like knowledge as well. But also you tend to do a lot of knowledge searching. So you've been investing your money since you were a teenager, (laughs) which is crazy. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, I'm a double Capricorn. So (laughs) I feel like that's like Capricorns are just like business people. And, you know, from a really young age, I loved working. I loved making money. And I just, any possibility for me to save. And I just remember being in a math class and seeing, okay, if you save X amount by, you know, the time you're 18, by the time you're 30, you're going to have, you know, millions and millions. And people, you know, this wasn't going to be on the quiz. So no one needed to pay attention. But for me, I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I could change my life. And I think, you know, creating the life that I want, I wanted to be able to do it on my own. And, you know, a lot of people think out there, you know, they could marry someone and create the life. But for me, it was so, so important to create the life that I wanted for women specifically, you know, creating financial stability. Mm. And like, you just have so much more confidence when you walk into a room. And I've walked into so many rooms and been underestimated. I've walked into a table just like this, full of men that were all investing in the company. And they've asked me so many times, oh, they think I'm someone's wife or someone's girlfriend. And I'm putting in more money than you, mister. So you better simmer down. But I wait for my time to talk. And then I hit them with all of these, you know, points that they're like, uh, you know, and I like that. And and I love I love being that person. And 
I love teaching other women, my friends in my life. I love helping them make money and, you know, showing them how to grow a business. And that's something that will always be so important to me. I love that so much. And it is a nice little surprise when you end up being the one that is there to invest all the money. So that feels good. So obviously today we're talking about diversifying out investments. So first and foremost, you have obviously Emily & Co. You have Selling Sunset. You have your personal brand and Instagram as well. And then you also have investments in real estate, obviously. So I think real estate is always the one that feels like the most obvious way to diversify an investment. I think for most people, buying a home or buying into the market is like the big step they take to start making money. So tell us a little bit about why someone would do that, where the market's at today, and what advice you have for someone who's maybe trying to save up to buy. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, when it comes to real estate, people are always a little bit nervous to dip their toes in the water. And, you know, for me, the biggest piece of advice is, I mean, look at all the most successful people in the world, you know, from someone who's a millionaire, someone who's a billionaire, they all have a real estate portfolio. Mm. So I think people need to realize that. And the sooner that you can get in, in any way possible, if you can, you can even buy a property. And if you're not ready to move in, you know, I did this with one of my first properties. I bought it as an investment property and it was too big for me. And I was renting it out, making money, but I wanted to get it and I wanted to lock it down and get that good interest rate. Right now, interest rates are a touch high, to be honest with you. But I still, I still recommend you know, getting in, getting a property as early as you can, because even if you're not ready to move into it, you can have someone basically paying your mortgage. And then, you know, when you're ready to move into it, move into it and then buy another property. And I think that, you know, more women need to go out there and do that because I do think that, you know, having your own place, having stability, it really is just, it's such a wonderful feeling. And for me, having that independence has been, you know, it's made me so powerful in other ways, in other businesses by having that financial stability, which goes hand in hand, I do think, with real estate, with investing. Mm. And it's a confidence that you gain as you get older, but you also gain, you know, with, the power of, you know, being independent for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, so important. I remember when I sold my first company, I bought my first house and yeah. I, it was terrifying. Like yeah. it is really scary. It's a lot of money. And, and it's not a fun process. It's, oh, it's, it's not a like, true nightmare. It is. It is. It is. It is. And it, but it happens fast too, which I think yeah. is something that people don't realize. It's yeah. like, there's so much paperwork and obviously, you know, your agents helps you through all yeah. of that and inspections and this and that. And it's, you know, so, and you're obviously emotionally invested in getting yes. the house. And then all of a sudden you're just like signing, you know, a million documents and yeah. like, you're like, I have a mortgage in a house now. Yeah, like, like it's you're crazy. a homeowner. You're it's homeowner. crazy. Surprise, you're a homeowner. Surprise, you're a homeowner. <laughs> yeah. And then all the fun things about being a homeowner, literally today, I'm like, oh, great. My garbage disposal doesn't work. I, My garage isn't open. Like, I, I swear, I'm like every day. It's crazy. I know. It's definitely you jump into it and then you jump really deep yeah. into it. But that's why you have to find, first of all, a good agent because yes. it's, it's not the, you know, it's a process that's not always, you know, the most fun. But, but then once you're in it, you're like, wait, I own a house. And then it kind of makes you want to buy more property. So yes. for me, once I bought my first one, I continued to buy them. Yeah. So that's when I bought my manufacturing facility. And it's such great investments. And I think that, you know, more people and it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. So like you see, you've bought a property. It's a lot of paperwork. Oh, and yeah. it's kind of a nightmare. It's but then you have a house. You and have, it always grows. Like yeah. I would say for the most part, 100%. like, I mean, it depends on where you're buying it, obviously, and the property itself. But like, I feel like it always goes up. Yeah, it always goes up. And I've never met anyone that's re- 
you know, regretted buying a property, to be honest with you. It's true. Even if they've lost a little bit of money, it's still taught them a lesson and, and they've learned from it and things like that. But most of the time, like you said, it's it's an asset and it's yeah. gaining, you know, all of these amazing things. It's kind of like giving birth. It's like the process is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know because I don't have kids yet. But everyone is like, oh, I do not want to do this. It's the worst thing ever. Totally. But then you have your baby in your arms and it's okay. And it's like, okay, then you have, you know, this amazing investment, this amazing house. So I guess you could kind of think about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, but I always tell everyone, I'm like, dip your toe, just try to get in yeah. the market. To your point, the interest rates are a little crazy right now, yeah. and there's like not that much inventory, but that's Los yeah. Angeles. There might be other markets too oh, for sure. that um, are a little bit more affordable um, and yeah. that you could like, you know, get, get a little bit creative with the financing there. Yeah, Los Angeles is tough, but other markets for sure. Interest rates, obviously, we can't control those. Yes. It, that'd be nice if we could. <laughs> I would make them so low for everybody. I, I would know. look out for everybody. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. I feel very lucky that I got locked in when yeah. I did. I didn't even realize how lucky I was until now. But yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. crazy out there. <laughs> so when it comes to bootstrapping your business, what are some uh, tips you would give to business owners who are maybe in the food and bev space yeah. or looking to you know launch their business but don't know where to start? Yeah. I mean, I think that you kind of, when you're starting a company, and I mean, obviously people know this, but you know, when you're starting a company, say it's in the food space, say it's in the beverage space, you really kind of want to be somewhat first to market with an item mm. or unique. You have to, you have to check a box that when you're sitting in front of a buyer, because, you know, let's be honest, anyone in the food and in beverage space knows you have to sit in front of buyers and you have to present your product. And there has to be something that sparks their interest where they want to take the product in. So having, you know, being different. So whatever that means, you know what I mean? If it's something that, if it's a beverage that has a health benefit, I always look for, you know, even when I invest in different companies, I always look for things that are a little different and also to love investing in women-owned companies and then also to something that has like a healthy twist to it something that you know hasn't been on the market yeah. so I think that that's something to look for when you're starting a company you don't want to just start a pizza company you're competing against it's one of the hardest spaces you yeah. know unless you're a pizza company that is also maybe protein gluten-free or plant-based or something different although you know the plant-based market you really have to follow the trends right now plant-based is actually going down a little bit. So really? Yeah. So it's surprising, huh. but plant-based is actually going down a little bit. So for me, I really follow the market and yeah. I saw that. And so I got ahead of it. So I have my next items coming out. Some are vegetarian. Some actually are. I have chicken. I have fish. I have shrimp, keto cauliflower crab cakes. So you kind of have to really follow the market and the trends and talk to the buyers because if you don't yeah, talk to the buyers, whether your product's in there or not, you have to get ahead of it for sure. It's so true. I mean, I think about all the CBD beverages that yeah. just kind of fizzled out after yeah. because, you know, that was such a hot trend for a little bit. For sure. Why do you think plant-based is going down? I think it's one of those things where a lot of the plant-based items, and this is actually interesting because I'm looking at investing in a few companies that are basically the plant-based meat that there's less ingredients. So mm -hmm. if you look at the ingredient list on a lot of the plant-based items, there's a lot yeah. of different ingredients. And, you know, it's not always the best for your body. It just depends on what you're using and what kind of plant-based. But I do think that that's playing a role because now when you look at the back of a box, people want to see as least amount of ingredients yeah. as possible because it's, you know, go, going into your body that usually means something is healthy you yeah. know, with less ingredients for sure. So I do think that that's why it's taking a little bit of yeah. you know, a pivot. Well, it's a brand new 
category. I mean, it feels like it's been around for a while, but it actually really hasn't. No, it's 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 pretty new, and I don't think it's going to disappear by any. No, no, I no, think no. that it yeah. will always have. It'll probably you know, get better though. Yeah, I think it's going to have a section. I think that more people are going to come up with different items, you know, to have an even better product inside. I'm actually working on a meat right now to put in my product that is just as healthy as you could possibly be. But then you think about there's other companies that are doing it from like a mushroom, which mushrooms are healthy, but a lot of people actually have a mushroom allergy. Yeah. So those are things that people don't always think about. And so like for me, I really had to, you know, get deep down and become like an expert in the industry. And I think, you know, when you're starting any sort of company, specifically food and beverage, you really have to, you know, learn about whatever space you're in. You need to know all the facts. You You need to know where it's trending, where it's been, where you think it's going. And I think that that's why I've been able to, you know, be successful is, you know, I've really been on top of the trends. Like I, I, I work nonstop, you know, and I think that that plays a role for sure. Absolutely. Book your next getaway without ever losing sight of your wellness routine. At Weston Hotels, uncover signature offerings that help you move, sleep, and eat well, all while you're on the go. With more than 200 locations around the world, Weston is dedicated to elevating your well-being no matter where you are. Maintain your fitness routine and get moving at the Weston Workout Fitness Studio, filled with state-of-the-art equipment. You can even elevate your workout experience without stepping outside your hotel room. Simply request fitness and recovery gear to be delivered straight to your door on demand. For those of you who prefer outdoor workouts, don't miss the opportunity to join a group run led by Weston's Run Concierge, accompanied by an expert running guide. After your workout, recharge and eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu, designed with foods that make sure your nutritional needs are met. Western chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind, making it easy for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination. When relaxation calls, recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed and enhance your experience by unwinding with Weston's Sleepwell Lavender Balm, an aromatic blend of lavenders and chamomile oils. Weston Hotel and Resorts is part of Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and award-winning ex-travel programs. At Weston, wellness is seamlessly a part of your stay, enabling you to move, eat, and sleep well. Visit weston.com to book your stay today. So tell us a little bit about the product spread for Emily and Co. Because you mentioned you have new products coming out. Yep. Are you diversifying out beyond empanadas or like how are yes. you thinking about that? Yeah. Yes. Tell us so I, I love empanadas. I think that those will be something that is just, they're always really special to me. Yeah. You know, I made those in the kitchen with my grandmother and it's just it's just part of, you know, what makes my company. It was the it was the original item. You yeah. know, you always have like the first, like your first child, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's something special about them. So I will definitely add meat to those. So I'm actually working on an amazing one right now. It's a breakfast one. So with real egg, it's amazing. Egg, cheese, sausage, and then some vegetarian too. And then I also have cakes too. So I was on QVC with my keto cauliflower crab cakes. They sold out like that. All of these stores want to take them in. So I think, you know, just diversifying not only, you know, in business and in investing, but also too in my industry, you know, investing and, and, you know, having those different trends and, you know, seafood. I'm pescatarian. So for me, I love plant-based items, but I also do eat fish. So I want to, you know, give things, items out there that I'm actually eating. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So you mentioned also you angel invest in different companies. Yes. So when you're investing, what do you look for in terms of the types of companies that you're investing in? So I always look for, when I'm investing in companies, I always look to invest in companies that, you know, kind of, they haven't been out there. It's new. It's also something that's health. 
Like I think health, health, yeah, health and fitness is definitely the future. I think it's always going to be in the future. People are always looking for ways to better themselves. And I think or something also to, you know, whether it's transportation, I've invested, you know, in different transportation things before, Um, you know, I think things like that that can change. I think that things that can change and benefit other people, whether it's getting someone to work faster, and those have all been really great investments for me. So health, transportation. I would also say, you know, I've invested in like the craziest things from like, you know, going down to UCLA, investing in companies that literally make batteries, but they're batteries with faster life. So, Mm. so, you know, the EMTs, when they're going to do something and they have these batteries that last longer, car yeah. batteries, things like that. So it's not always fancy and fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? But some of the best investments are things that, you know, aren't always, you know, the most appealing or cute or, or things along those lines. They're things that we really need. They're necessities in life. Yeah. You know? So trends like that, I think health, wellness, and just things that honestly can make a difference in the world. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a good point is that I think a lot of times people get hung up on investing in sexy consumer yeah. brands that they know yeah. and love, which is great. But I think a lot of these businesses that are, you know, being acquired for billions of dollars, yeah. they're much larger companies that yeah. are unsexy and uncool, but exactly. doing things that are really important. And the battery thing is so interesting. I remember sometime uh, someone said to me once, they're like, someone like our kids are going to look back and laugh that we were like running around trying to find plugs to plug things into like because like they'll just have batteries that last forever no 100 percent. and I was like oh my god that's so true it's like me I'm at an airport like just dive bombing for a plug like yeah but it's true it's like what that is a space that could use innovation a hundred percent and I remember walking into that investor meeting I was literally meeting with scientists like I'm not kidding I'm at a full meeting with all of these guys and scientists at UCLA and all of these things and for me that that stimulates me and you know it gets my brain moving and I love I love walking into meetings like that and I love you know investing in things that are super progressive absolutely so want to get back quickly to the investment property conversation because I think for some people like that's you know people like I want to buy my first home but actually like you said your first property was an investment property which I think is actually really smart what are some things people should look out for when it comes to investment properties like is there any tips you have in terms of you know, size, should they do duplexes or like, what do you think is the best way to do it? For sure. Duplexes are always a great investment, especially if you wanted to move into one side, side. rent out the other one. Of course, that's a great investment. I think also too, when you're looking to invest in a property, the location is key. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people are like, oh, but I can get a better, bigger house over here. But you need to think about the area and is it going to appreciate? And, you know, sometimes it's really the best idea to get, you know, the smallest house in the best neighborhood. Yeah. I'm telling you, my clients have never regretted buying, you know, the smallest house in the best neighborhood because the value just goes, goes up, up and up and up. And I think that that's something that I looked for, too. So my first investment property I purchased right in, you know, the best part of, you know, Los Angeles, Hollywood Hills, West Hollywood. And I think that it was a place where I knew it was going to continue to go up and mm-hmm. up in value. And when I bought it, it wasn't a property that I could even picture moving into yet. It was way bigger than I needed. It was me. And I didn't even have my dog at the time. Yeah. So it was just me. Yeah. But I was renting it out to families. And then eventually now I moved into it. And then now I outgrew that. So it's, it's 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 almost like 
I, I'm thinking about it now. It's almost like a little hermit, yeah, hermit, a hermit yeah, crab. Yeah. When you walk in and then you get too big for it and you move it out, but you, you instead get a new of shell. Yeah, yeah, you get a new shell. Yeah. But instead, you're keeping these and you're collecting all these shells that they're going to pay off in the future. So, Absolutely. I mean, I just thought about that, but it's true. It's like you can outgrow things and you can buy them before you're ready. And I think that that's something that I always tell my friends because they wait and wait and wait. And I think you know, buying it before you're ready sometimes is okay and it pushes you. Yeah. And then I think that it's always, it's good as, as women. I think it's good to be pushed and, you know, you need to have responsibility. And I think that, you know, I definitely am a huge advocate for getting as many properties as you can, investing in mm-hmm. yourself and investing, you know, in real estate is a great investment to make. You're never going to regret real estate. Yeah, absolutely. And I think oftentimes people, I mean, again, we've talked to the interest rates are crazy, but like, you know, it's all about that down payment and then yeah. what the monthly payments are that you can afford and like yeah. kind of like building that up. Because I remember with my first house I bought, I put, I was putting down a lot of cash yeah. and my aunt, who's a real estate agent was like, oh no, like, you, like that's great. You're going to have a tiny mortgage, but like you actually yeah. don't want to put a no. ton of cash down. No, I would put down the least amount of, ca- of cash as possible. hundred percent. your cash in the keep bank. Keep your yeah. cash. Is oh this- my goodness. Yeah. I actually just got goosebumps saying <laughs> that because no, keep your cash because you can actually go out and buy another, another property, property because if you, as long as you tell whoever you got the mortgage through, you tell them, okay, this is, this property's rented out. You still have that cash. So you have another down payment. Exactly. So then you can buy another property, rent that out. Now you have multiple properties and they're rented out. No, 100% don't pay for a property in cash. 100% put down as much, you know, as little as you can. Keep the cash, buy another property. That is my advice. That is how I've made, you know, my investments. So that's definitely what I would recommend. And I I recommend that to all of my friends, people around me, any of my clients. I definitely help them out. And I've actually changed a few of their business models and made people, you know, millions of dollars. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, I I think that's an amazing way to think about it because, you know, not all of us have that. I mean, obviously you're on the real estate side, but like when you're buying your first home, you don't know yeah. all this information. You don't know all the things because you think, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to put a lot of money down because I want to have a low monthly payment. But like, actually, that's not the best strategy. Exactly. And I think the old school model too, back in the day, like like kind of like my grandparents' time. Yes. And like my parents was yeah. just, you don't want a mortgage. Pay yes. pay off the house if yes. you can. But now, you know what I mean? We got We have to be progressive and we want to, you know, make a future for not only ourselves, but our future generations. And I truly think that that's the best way to do it. So smart. Yeah. I absolutely love that. So obviously you're extremely impressive. Like you said, you've sat around these meetings and been, you know, judged, for, you know, for yes. what you do, who you are. What advice would you give to women who maybe are feeling the same way or in maybe a male-dominated field, walk into these boardrooms and not feeling confident? I mean, I, I truly think that you really just need to, whatever your unique style is, own it. Be who you are. Stay true to who you are. And, you know, people will gravitate towards you because real sense is real. And I think that for me, even walking into those meetings, I never changed who I was. I would walk in in a full pink suit (laughs) and that's who I was. And that was okay. And I think that, you know, a lot of times people will try and, you know, okay, they're going to wear black and be more monotone to walk in and not stand out. Why not stand out? Yeah. Why not stand out? Walk into that room with confidence because people will remember you. And I think that that's something that I tell all of my friends. Just stay true to who you are. Walk in. Walk in with confidence. Shake that hand. Shake that man's hand and squeeze it a little extra tight because <laughs> he's not suspecting it. And I will say numerous times people have said to not only me, 
but also to, you know, the people around me. She has a really strong handshake. Like they were shocked <laughs> because, you know, they see me walk in with my blonde hair and things like that. And they don't expect me to walk in with that amount of confidence and really squeeze their hand and say, I'm here and I mean business. And yeah. I think, you know, really for, for women out there, just go into a room, own it. Figure out, listen, pick up on everything they're saying. Wait for your time. Be polite. I think that being polite, you know, is so important. And then hit them with some knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> be that underdog that proves everybody wrong. I love that so much. So <laughs> we talked a lot about diversifying investments. Yes. So if you were starting today, are there any high growth opportunities you would tell people to keep their eye on? Are you a crypto gal? Are you like, what are <laughs> what are some of the... Um, I've dabbled in crypto same. for sure. I'm definitely the type of person where... I will dabble in anything. And I think that, you know, really learning about the space, like I went down to Puerto Rico, which is actually where a lot of, you know, the big crypto guys go down there. I wanted to learn everything about it because I really wanted to be, you know, a female in the space that took it over. And I bought, made made some good money. And then I got out, you know, before it was. The crash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I kind of saw that trend. And that's yeah. what I'm talking about is that people were getting in when it was about to crash because I, yeah. people didn't really learn about it. Like I took the time and I think, you know, that's why it's so important to really learn the field. If you're going to invest in a field, let alone start a company, you need to learn what the trend is and what's going on. So crypto, yeah, I've definitely dabbled in that. Obviously, it's a little bit, it's not quite as hot right now. I do think that there will be another cycle though. For sure. I really do. I think that there will be another cycle. I don't think it's going anywhere. I just think it's it's waiting for its time to pop again. But I think, you know, like I said before, health and wellness. Yeah. Always keep your eye out for anything health and wellness. If you, I also recommend too, a few companies that I've invested in. I've been, you know, at the store and I found an item that really like made a difference in my life. I've reached out to the company. Oh, wow. I think that people, I love that. people don't realize Take it upon yourself. Yeah. You can reach out to the company. You don't have to wait to get a deck. You don't have to wait for people to ask for an investment. Reach out to the company. If there's synergy between you and this company, reach out. See Amazing. about getting in. And I've done that. And it's been a great investment for me. So I, I would recommend that. that for yeah, sure. that's so smart. I know when people always ask me how to be an angel investor, I'm like, find companies you like and DM them. Like, yeah, totally. No, it's true. I mean, why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? And You obviously know what companies make a difference in your life and what companies, you know what I mean? Whatever health benefit you need in your life, whether it's a vitamin, whether it's something where like, you know, there's this little thing that you take a shot before you go out and drink and it's these scientists created this this product and I reached out to them and I'm talking to them. And I, it's like, of course, if it's going to make a difference in people's lives, why wouldn't I want to invest it? Wait, does it make in... you like not hungover? Yes. Oh my God. What? I know. <laughs> what is this yeah, company? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I need to tell you about this company. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Companies yes. that make a difference and really like, but like really make a difference yeah. that nobody's done before. That also too, whether they have a patent or something that's innovation. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. So for sure. That's my my little advice for all the women out there. I love it. Well, so many great tips, Emma. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell? This was so fun. Yeah. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you and learn more about your company? Yes. So I have my page as well, Emma Hernan um, on Instagram, and then Emily and Co., which is right in my little profile bio. So give me a follow. Amazing. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.